Welcome to Sex Unshackled. I am Becky Krepsley Fox, and this podcast is where sexuality and spirituality meet. Today on Sex Unshackled, I have Alana McKenzie with me. Alana is a coach and the creator of the signature course, The Art of Feminine Seduction. Alana came to this work through wanting to turn her dating life around and used everything she learned to help her enjoy dating and find her current partner. Alana, can you please tell the listeners a little bit more about your story and what you do? Yeah, thanks, Becky. Um, So I basically was someone who was very bad at dating, um, (laughs) is how you would say it. Um, I... If like if I wasn't being ignored, just like completely receiving no romantic attention in in you know at parties and in groups, mm. um, then I was probably talking to someone or dating someone who was not that interested in me, mm. <laughs> or who I wasn't that interested in, um, and that it never led to a good commitment, <laughs> um, and it it didn't lead to like the level of sexual experience that I wanted. Um, it didn't lead to that feeling of love, you know, I mean, I grew up on rom-coms. I always wanted it to be like a really, uh, you know, like falling in love, like magical experience is never that is never that. <laughs> um, and I got to a place, I mean, I, I had my heart really, really shattered, of course, um, by someone who did tell me we weren't dating. <laughs> That's a whole story, but who told me that he wanted to marry me. And um, I believed him and kind of went into that love, but I went into it alone. Um, And uh, yeah, it was incredibly painful. And I got to this place where it was like, you know, okay, 15 years of (laughs) failure, right? Maybe I'm just not meant for love. Maybe I'm just not meant to, um, to experience partnership, right? Like maybe this is, this is what I get in life. <laughs> um, but I'm, I am a hopeless romantic and I did really want, you know, a wonderful love life and sex life and, um, you know, to, to build my life with someone and have children. Um, so I, I began doing that research. So I, I started researching like Esther Perel and John Gottman and, um, all those dating coaches on YouTube. I watched all their stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was reading, you know, books, podcasts, movies, like whatever TED Talks I could find on love um, and attraction. Like, why is it that some people seem to, like, starting in adolescence, have no problem finding someone who's who just wants to be with them and they seem to like, it just works, right? Like it just, how does, how is, does it just work for some people? And then there are other people like me because I'm not alone, it turns <laughs> out now that, now that I've spent a lot of time talking <laughs> to people about their love lives. Um, I'm, you know, there are so many people who, who have that experience of, of not love, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and really struggling with dating, like dating is, is, is painful rather than something that's fun and, and leading to the love that you, that you want. <laughs> um, and I, I came across a, a bunch of stuff, of course, and all of that research. And um, one of the things was tantric energy. 
um, which I know you love and talk about <laughs> as well. Um, and I, I was kind of inspired by it because it was, it's mystical, right? It's, it's not now, I mean, now every day science is explaining it more and more and, and, you know, you can look at hormonal, uh, sort of like what goes on hormonally when we're attracted to people and what's happening with libido. And it's like, oh, okay. Ancient tantric practices really <laughs> like help you get in touch with those hormones. Um, but it's, it's, it's also kind of like the magical side of attraction. And that really inspired me like, okay, there's like this science part and there's this mysticism, this like magical, unknown of attraction and connection um and when they go together boom (laughs) i started using that in my dating and it was just like the first connection i made was completely different like it was it was just a whole different you know ball game from what i had been doing uh before that all of the years before that and um, I got hooked pretty quickly. I was like, oh, this is, this is how dating and relationships and sex is fun. Like, this is how it's mm. fun. And it turned out that was also how I, I got the commitment that I wanted, right? That was how I got the connection that I wanted um, that whole time. And um, I wanted other people to know about it. <laughs> you know, I just wanted other people to realize, you know, like they're, there it's it is in you like love is for you you have everything you need like everyone everyone gets the love that they want it's it's totally possible there's i do not believe that there are people who don't get love Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so i created this body of work sort of based on all of that research to teach um and i especially teach women and non-binary uh because it's I am, you know, I am in that area. I'm in in the feminine space, um, which I should also say I was very uncomfortable with femininity when I first began. I was very not not identifying with that part of myself. (laughs) Um, So, you know, that was a whole journey for me as well of sort of accepting okay, I am an estrogen-based human, <laughs> you know? And like, I think I, the tantra yeah. practices really help with that to mm-hmm. harness like the feminine power. I think that's such a huge part of that work. Yes, exactly. Um, and so many women and sort of feminine energy beings have been disempowered mm-hmm. of that um, because our cultures don't really, they don't encourage it and they don't um, support it kind of, right? I mean, now we talk a lot about privilege these days in the US at least, there's, there's a lot of talk about privilege and diversity and the way um, things are set up and things are just set up like the whole, the working or work life are, you know, are the structures that we live our days by are set up to support people who have a lot of testosterone. Like mm-hmm. that, that is how it is. And people who have therefore masculine energy. Um, oh, I digress anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I care about that a lot. I care about that a lot. Um, so yes, anyway, I, I work, I work, yeah, I work one-on-one with, with men, but, um, I, I run programs for, for women and feminine, uh, you know, non-binary trans feminine energy people. Um, because we also, a lot of our work is also about undoing, um, some shame people have around sex, um, and, and their bodies. And so it's kind of a, a container for that yeah um 
And yeah, so I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> I think it's so magical to see people realize the power that they have in them to create love. I just love what you're doing so much because I think, you know, I'm a sex and relationship therapist and a lot of it is based on people who are in relationships. Mm. Um, and obviously I see individuals as well, but if we're talking about like relationship therapy, then that then that's done with couples or more than two in a relationship. And we're missing such a huge piece of the puzzle because there's so many people that might want a relationship or relationships or want to harness this power of love that you talk about. And they just don't know how to do that. You know, they're getting to a dead end like you. And actually now I'm thinking about it. Now we're having this conversation. I realize like how needed and important this is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was, you know, why I really was like, okay, I'm doing it. Yes. Um, it wasn't my life plan. <laughs> it's, it's not what I studied at university um, <laughs> by a long stretch. Um, but it was just like, you know, if I'm going to do something I really care about and that's really going to help people in the way that people want to be helped, you know, it is. It's to help people move um, into that place where they can really create the love they want because um, it's so supportive when you when you do find a relationship with someone who matches you right who wants the same things as you who's in it with you and is willing to do the work that then you do with people <laughs> yeah. um you know that that it, that it just creates a whole new potential in people's lives um yeah. so I, it inspires me every day beautiful what i'm really curious about is you know you say that you were struggling in this department and then you did the research you read the things you watched the things and then you went on your next dates with like a change mm -hmm. and i'm wondering what is that change like what mm -hmm. what can people like replicate like how can they do this you know yes yeah <laughs> that's that's the meat right <laughs> um so i went in as a feminine energy person i went in with feminine energy um, so, and in my method, basically I, I use seven points. There are lots of different, you know, when we talk about like different masculine versus feminine energies, there are lots of different ways that shows up, but I talk about specifically seven areas. So when you're a feminine energy person and you want to attract a masculine energy person. And so this also works in the homosexual space. It's just a little bit more nuanced. Um, so that we can talk about after, yeah. <laughs> um, but as a, as a straight woman, um, looking for a straight man, I went in with full feminine energy. So, um, that means that I was not looking to do anything, which is the first hard part. <laughs> I was not looking to control anything. Um, I, uh, so the first distinction would be doing versus being. So feminine energy is being. So what I showed up with was just more of the qualities of myself. Um, the science behind that is that men fall in love with qualities and women and women fall in love with competence. So skills and doing oriented things with men. Um, but energetically we talk about doing versus being. So I just showed up you know, myself totally relaxed, really not trying to make anything happen or force anything. Um, I showed up receiving. So the next distinction is receiving versus giving, which is the masculine. Um, you know, you think of the sexual act of, of procreation, mm -hmm. the masculine is giving to the feminine. 
So um, feminine, as a feminine being, I showed up just ready to receive um, who he was, right? Also just who he was. It's not about gifts necessarily, right? I mean, you know, I think he bought my drink, right? That, <laughs> it was, it was, you know, um, but like, it's not about what you, what you're getting out of it. It's like just what you're receiving from that experience, um, which is the next thing. So it's process rather than um, idea or result oriented dating. So again, um, like procreation, the, the feminine role is, is to gestate, right? It's to process the creation of life. And so rather than being like, okay, what is this, right? <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Like uh, just getting all up in my head, for example, about who he was and what we were going to be or anything like that. It was just being really process oriented making sure to listen to what he was saying or not saying <laughs> um, and really being in the process and, and um, mainly checking, like, was I having fun, right? It's the first date, like, just, was it fun? Um, and then also pace. So femininity is, is actually, it's timeless. There's no structure. So um, it, it's, it's like boundless, non-time-based. And so the way you can think about this is just kind of slowing down, right? When we, Often when we picture like a beautiful, sensual woman, the way she moves is slow. And that is a cultural trope for a reason. <laughs> um, it's, it's because there's no, there's no rush in feminine energy. Um, so I also wasn't trying to move anything anywhere, right? No, the conversation, I wasn't trying to like, you know, I, I've hear, heard about these dating methods where you're supposed to ask like 20 questions and then make sure they like check, like they, they check your list or something. Um, doesn't require any of that. You just, you know, you're just in it, right? You're just in it. Um, and then emotional, right? Uh, I also teach emotional connection because what most of us are really looking for is emotional connection. Um, in, in a relationship. <laughs> so um, you can create that, like you can create that. And the feminine, this is the lucky part for feminine beings, is that uh, the feminine is the emotional side of the coin, whereas masculine is logical. So masculine is, is very like, it's again, structured. So it's like, okay, here's a box, here's a box. <laughs> and feminine is much more just the, the emotional experience. Mm -hmm. So you can draw someone into your emotional experience of life, which um, is incredibly seductive. This is where the seduction comes in. It's, it's about drawing someone into your experience of the world. Mm -hmm. um, and your emotional life is, is the best way to do that because human bonds are based on emotion and how you feel about each other. And you can, I call them emotional questions. You can ask questions that bring the other person, that bring your date into that emotional space. And it, it like so much quicker creates that emotional feeling between you, right? I mean, you as yeah. a therapist, I'm sure you deal with that all the time. Um, but you can start on the first date, you know? So basically I was asking him questions about how he felt about things rather than, you know, the what do you do questions. It was, how do you feel about your work, right? Or um, any question that has an emotion in it. So what do you love? What do you hate? Doesn't all have to be positive. <laughs> you know, what's the worst thing that ever 
happen to you right mm -hmm. um, on a date. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it just if you use words that uh, evoke feelings, you usually get that feeling back in the in the question in the answer, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. Um, so I was using I was using that. Um, and so we were having, you know, just an amazing <laughs> time already, uh, even though we just met. Um, and then, uh, oh, the other one I use is um, cultured versus wild. So again, masculine energy being structured, feminine energy is chaos. Well, I like that. <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, this is lovely. Um, again, you can see the, the uh, bias in our world for creating, you know, fixed, fixed definitions of things, fixed uh, right, fixed gender, fixed uh, the way things are. Um, we love to do that <laughs> um, <laughs> as humans. Um, and and the feminine side of the coin energetically says that actually there is also chaos. And and I want to be clear. Also, chaos isn't better than structure. Right? There's. It's not that the one is better than the other. Um, it's just that they do both exist and they are both worth honoring and in ourselves, um, we have often tried to crush the chaotic side of ourselves. So people these days really disassociate with their messy side, their sloppy side, their chaotic side, which often includes their emotional side. Um, and, um, and and sexually i teach this in the sexual module because this is a you know a place where people um they've kind of bottled up i'm gonna say, I'm gonna say like that you know people are suppressing a lot um and uh it's time to let a little bit loose you know <laughs> there are definitely places where you want to you know maybe go to work be really focused do three tasks xyz and there there needs to be space for people i believe in order to be a healthy person you need some space for that total freedom chaos yeah unin uninhibited being right uninhibited being is what it is um so and on that note i want to say that feminine energy isn't just for women right so we both have all humans have estrogen and testosterone and all humans have feminine and masculine energy. Um, so we are, we all have all of it. And it's, it's more about finding what your own balance is. Um, in terms of those energetic distinctions I just talked about. Um, and then using them sort of to the degree that you are right that you are that feminine or that you are that masculine when you're dating. Um, and I found out I was really feminine. <laughs> you know? That was that was like a surprise for me was like, you know, oh, this actually does feel very natural, right? This actually does feel really good and fulfilling yeah. to me to be in this space. Um, and uh, I think it often does for, for many women who we've been, you know, we've been socialized into this idea of how to be. And again, how to be perfect, right? How to be in that structure, how to be not messy, how to be um, successful in this world. And um, in dating, it, it really doesn't work <laughs> to be trying to control all the time and, and doing everything. Um, so, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about same-sex couples. And I know you just brought in about that we all have the feminine and the masculine. And I'm wondering, so with same-sex couples, would it be that one would take more of a masculine role and the other would take more of a feminine role? Or would they kind of meet on the same role? Um, so I personally, I, I am straight, so I can't mm-hmm. answer from my personal experience, but having spoken to people in this space, um, they experience it as, uh, as like a switch almost, right? So sometimes, which is, which is true of, of straight people as well, just again, more nuance. Um, so, so sometimes, right, you feel more masculine. You just are in a more masculine space energetically. And then the other partner would theoretically be in a more feminine space. Um, I think it really depends on the person because regardless of what your um, sexual orientation is, you you might be more you know feminine energy or you might be more masculine energy naturally. Um, you know, it's, it's it's not there aren't there aren't hard lines <laughs> kind of, um, and you can switch. Right. I mean, even in a in a straight relationship, there's a level of, of switching back and forth um, between, you know, who is who is doing the leading, right? Who is doing the, the action, I guess, is a better way to say than leading. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that the feminine leads, actually, <laughs> um, because you lead with emotion and desire yeah. um, in my in my, you know, interpretation of this ancient <laughs> this ancient teaching. Um, so, you know, someone is doing the action, the masculine partner doing the action, uh, and they don't have to be a man, right? They don't have to be a male man to be the one who's doing the action mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a homosexual space. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of maybe just more of a balancing act Mm-hmm. even even more because you're just kind of sinking into yourself right and finding what's natural for you um and then dating from that space yeah um so what's authentic in, to each yeah. person yeah yeah exactly um because we are we are all different <laughs> you know we all have like very similar anatomy <laughs> in some ways and then also so different <laughs> yeah yeah now, I know you talk about how attraction and bonding works, and we briefly spoke at the beginning of this episode about all the different hormones that go on. But I'm wondering if you can tell the listeners just a little bit more about this or what your thoughts are on this. Yeah. So, um, and this is a good point from what we were just talking about. Um, generally, men, uh, men's libido is mainly testosterone-based. So in order for men to feel attract attraction and, and kind of sexual, you they want they you want to amp up the testosterone and testosterone is activated by action which is why masculine energy is the doing mm-hmm. um whereas the feminine uh but you also need estrogen i should say this you mm-hmm. also do need estrogen men need estrogen to feel um for the their libido to really kick in and then it's sort of the opposite for women so women are, are women's libido is mainly estrogen based but you also need testosterone. <laughs> you do also need testosterone for women. Um, and estrogen loves to be relaxed. Estrogen, feminine energy people love to be um, sort of, you know, in a spacious space, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yes. And often women have a hard time feeling sexual when they're really stressed out, when yeah. they've just been doing a bunch of work. 
that's not the time that women generally feel sexual and like dating yeah. like that's that's and that's why <laughs> like that's mm -hmm. why um and so this this kind of method encourages right it encourages the testosterone production and the libido right on both sides because that was an issue i used to have too is i wasn't attracted right i didn't feel attracted to the guys i was dating yeah. it wasn't just that they weren't attracted to me sometimes you know it went both ways <laughs> i could never win <laughs> um <laughs> so um using using that kind of like knowledge of 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 how the hormonal structure is interacting with your energy um can really support you in creating you know a, a sexy time right like a sexy vibe right we say chemistry right uh that spark with someone if you're if you're really allowing them to do what their hormones need to do in order to feel attracted to you um and then the emotional part i think is so important because again that's what we're wanting right and even people who say that they're just dating for sex often are using sex as an emotional <laughs> as a place to be emotional um and so you can support you can support someone even if it's not your life partner you can support someone you're on a date with um just by being in that emotional space with them um and they support you of course it's not a one-way street <laughs> um, you know just being in connection with someone is uh is like kind of part of why we're here right it's like part of being a human um so i just i think that's so important is to have that kind of you know the attraction going on so that you're both having fun and you feel like the tension and the chemistry building and then to also have that emotional conversation going on underneath yeah. um and it doesn't have to be heavy i think sometimes people think that when you start saying emotions like everyone's going to start digging up their childhood <laughs> stuff but it's like no you just you know as long as you're talking about things you love rather than you know what you do what kind of car you have you know all of these um sort of material uh facts right it's it's like you want to get away from facts yeah. in your conversation in order to really um feel something about the person that you're with um, and it's a great way to get a better sense of their values um, because maybe they're not for you long term and and having a conversation with them about how they feel and interact and relate to their world will uncover that information so much quicker <laughs> you know you you only need one date to figure out you know what what they really value and um, sort of how it would be to be with them yeah so yeah, yeah, and I find that when I'm socializing, this um, kind of emotional part doesn't really come into it much because when I'm out and I'm meeting people, I'll ask them, do you like your job? You know, they'll say, what do you do? What do you do? And then I'll say, oh, do you like it? Mm -hmm. And quite a lot of the time I get a bit of like a surprise response. Like mm -hmm. no one's ever asked me that before. Um, and I find that really interesting because we go to our, most of us go to our jobs like for a huge 
portion yeah. of our weeks like yeah. why why are we not asking do, do you like it because mm-hmm. um, I think it's such a big deal some people are just doing it to save money for something some people are doing it before they go traveling some people it's mm-hmm. like their whole world and to know well, what does that job actually mean to them do they mm-hmm. enjoy it how much emphasis are we putting on that already you have so much understanding about the person and that's not coming from me from a dating space there's just talking to someone who I meet in a a club or something but it's it's that response that I get back the initial like oh um and then they're thinking do I love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think that's why I had so much success with this when I first started using it so to be like clear I was I was traveling at the time when I first I I had to leave my home and so it was like a new beginning and I was like well I'll just try this feminine energy dating thing and so I had I had opportunities (laughs) to test this theory in multiple countries you know cultures and it was just across the board like people they do when you ask that question like they feel cared about and again doesn't even have to be in a dating space it's just like Like imagine how those people feel and it's just like anyone anywhere in the world feels when you ask them that like they just are like wow you know it's like like they actually no one shit. asked me yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> wow someone actually cares enough to yeah. to ask me about my experience of my work mm-hmm. so yeah it's very powerful yeah so what can my listeners do starting today to create their ideal love life? Is there like one or two things that they can like take on board as a, mm-hmm. as a takeaway? Yeah, that is a great question. Um, I would say uh, sort of to begin exploring that energetic side of things mm-hmm. and, and to really discover who they are authentically. Again, that's, you know, that's yeah. kind of where it begins. Um, and so many of us haven't even been taught that there are other options. <laughs> Um, and so to explore that, that energetic space that can create that attraction and chemistry. And that's for people who are still dating and for people who are in relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, as we know, the hormones shift in relationships. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and so to bring it back to that initial attraction and kind of chemistry place is so much fun (laughs) you know uh so that's for everyone i guess um and then the other thing would be to start paying more attention to that emotional connection piece Mm -hmm. in creating um a relationship so again from the beginning or when when you are deeper into a relationship to to really start being conscious about that emotional bonding and emotional connection piece and to use what we just talked about you know those the feeling questions do you like your job do you like this do you want what do you want right what do you want to be doing what do you love um and you can ask some some questions about what they don't love also that's okay (laughs) too um people actually people do respond more strongly to negative emotions But you know, <laughs> I can believe that. Yeah, <laughs> that that triggers another response. <laughs> um, but you know, as as you're comfortable, kind of a thing yeah. for people to just be exploring that energetic space and that emotional space. I think uh, just those those two pieces yeah, alone. That's enough. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah, that could be a game changer for 
for someone. So that's incredible. Thank you so much. Where can the listeners find you? So I am online, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, uh, under A Vessel for Love. And then I can also be found at www.alanamckenzie.com. Perfect. I'm going to pop all of that in the show notes page. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Becky.